Welcome to Get You Fit Radio, the radio show that helps you lead a healthy lifestyle. Every diet and weight loss strategy has its pros and cons, but for any one of those to work, you really need to get your mind right, your mind and your mindset. Shifting your mindset about how to lose weight is the biggest factor in losing weight. In fact, I've said this, I've said this in my book, and I've said this in many of my podcasts, weight loss is 50% mindset, 40% nutrition, and 10% exercise. And most people try to lose weight with the worst state of mind possible. They want to fix themselves. They jump into these diets and exercise plans out of self-deprivation, all while pinching their trouble spots, calling themselves fat, and feeling altogether less than perfect. They get obsessed with the results, and they focus on these quick fixes and lose sight of the sustainability and even the health. This type of thinking is extremely self-destructive. We need to focus on the good and everything that can come from the good with weight loss, such as better health, a longer life, more enjoyment in everyday activities, and preventing diseases such as diabetes and heart disease. These folks just focus on negative thoughts. Ultimately, Negative mindset leads to failure. So shifting your attitude around weight loss isn't just about feel-goodery, if that's even a word. Um, It's about results. In fact, there's been tons and tons of research uh, done specifically on women with their bodies. And, And would you believe, and I'm sure if you're listening to this, you might be guilty of it. When you don't feel good about yourself and you don't feel good about your body, you don't want to exercise. Who wants to get up and go to the gym when they are not feeling great about themselves? I've had many people tell me themselves, I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to look in the mirror. I don't want to put on clothes and be seen in this state. That's all negative, negative, negative. So while psychologists stress that uh, this negative mindset um, is only going to cause unworthy thinking, Um, It's going to also increase the uh, hormone of cortisol, which is in your adrenal glands, and this is going to be secreted every single time you think negatively about yourself. And every single time you get on that scale and you stress, it's going to increase this distribution of fat around your abdomen. Not only that, but your behaviors are going to align with it. You're not going to stick to a plan 
when you are feeling negative about yourself. Um, there are many ways to overcome all of these things, um, but it all stems with mindset. Now, to go along with this is the mindset that occurs with people who say they can't lose weight. Um, now, I hear this all the time. I hear it day in and I hear it day out. But the beauty of this is I also hear it from the people who later do lose the weight. So what does this tell you? Uh, it tells me that weight loss can occur even with people who say they can't lose it. I, I, I am constantly being sought out by people who come to me. Um, I've been known as the fat loss whisperer. Um, it is no miracle that I'm providing to these people. I'm not giving anybody a short-term trick. I'm not casting any spell on anybody. Um, people that on board with me, come to me and say, I've, I've heard that you are this miracle worker. I've tried everything. I cannot get my weight down or I'm stuck. I'm stuck at this weight loss plateau. Well, here is the deal. Because I'm not casting any spell and because I'm not providing any tricks, what do you think the answer is? Simple. It's in the mindset. So for example, many women say they can't lose weight or they're stuck. Um, and, and basically they're eating healthy, but weight loss suddenly stops before they reach their ideal body. Well, when I changed my diet in 2010, the first 22 pounds fell off pretty effortlessly and quickly. And I was pretty happy with my results and I felt energized and I healed many of my health issues. However, then my weight suddenly froze. No matter what changes I made in my diet, it stayed the same number for over a year. Well, eventually I did lose the weight that I wanted, but it took almost six years, which brings us to today. And it wasn't just a gradual weight loss either. I hit this weight loss plateau at least three times over the years. I, I overcame this dreaded weight loss plateau several times. I can tell you that the secret isn't some sort of magical diet trick or miraculous exercise routine. It's much deeper than that. It's the mindset. So here are some steps that you can take to overcoming your own weight gain or your weight loss plateau. First off, basically what I'm saying is discover the real reason why you're having this issue. Why are you overweight? Why are you not able to shed these extra pounds? Well, first off, if you're carrying excess weight, the primary reason probably isn't your diet, probably isn't lack of exercise, lifestyle habits, or lack of willpower. Yes, I do agree that all of these factors play a major role in your health and how your body feels and appears, but they're all just a manifestation of the real deeper reason. For example, fat works as a protection. You're building a shield of fat to protect yourself of these perceived threats. 
And many of us have these different fears that we are constantly feeling threatened by, while consciously or subconsciously, fat may also serve as means to hide behind, be invisible or not, you need to shine your true light. Um, Sometimes people feel unfulfilled in some areas in their lives. Perhaps they're not being true to their purpose. Maybe they're not happy with their relationships. Maybe they're not spiritually connected. They need to subconsciously try to fill their inner void with food. Um, This is something that is a really deep psychological reason why people might be carrying excess weight. I do talk about it in my book. Um, People have these these reasons and that needs to be discovered in order for you to lose that weight permanently and have it have it last. But the biggest reason that people um, have for not being able to lose the weight permanently is excuses. And my goodness, we make them. Boy, do we make them. And I know I've made them. Often these excuses are so convincing that even we don't see them as excuses. Believe me, um, I've used them, uh, I've heard them, and I think I've heard them all. Um, When people onboard with me and they tell me why they can't diet um, or they can't lose weight, sometimes it, it takes all of me not to cut them off and tell them that they have pulled the wool over their eyes. Um, in fact, some people have pulled the wool over their eyes to the point where they've knit a tent out of this wool and they're in there having a pity party with pizza and ice cream and everything else. Um, but the, the problem here is that they have convinced themselves that their inability to lose weight um, is so severe Um, that they believe that they are unable to, and this is not helping their issue. And I can tell you that unless it is a medically proven reason, um, I have seen many people get this weight off. Do you see what my point is here? Simply stated, when something is hard for someone to maintain, people surrender to their weakness. It's harder to stop. It is human nature to have to explain to themselves or to other people who might be watching why they failed. And in this case, with weight loss, it's very, very visible. There's no hiding from it. Basically, what we do is we try. We try to lose weight. We make an attempt, a diet. And when someone can't maintain a regimen for whatever reason, they quit And instead of explaining their efforts or justifying them, they come up with illogical reasons for why they couldn't continue the plan or lose the weight. This laundry list of excuses um, may sound believable, and some of them might be logical, um, but the bottom line is they boil down to why they couldn't lose weight. Now, again, aside from there being a medical issue, and I'm not talking about menopause, because I have helped hundreds of women successfully lose weight during this time in life, there are some very, very common excuses that I have heard of and have used myself for why 
you cannot lose weight or why your weight has stalled. And of course, I must start with the most common one. I don't have time. Oh my goodness, I have heard that so often. In fact, I just had somebody tell me that they are so busy and so consumed with work that they're so worried about not being able to do this weight loss regimen because they're so busy. And simply stated, this is what I said to them. You already grocery shop, right? And they said, yes. And I said, well, you already eat, right? And they said, uh-huh. And I said, well, you already go to restaurants, right? And they said, yes. And I said, I'm not changing any of these things. You're still going to go to the grocery store. But instead of throwing certain items in your cart, we're going to change the items you're going to throw in your cart. Light bulb went on. And when I said to her, well, when you prepare dinner and you are preparing whatever you're cooking now, you are just going to switch it up and prepare a different type of meal. And when you go out to eat, instead of ordering whatever you want off the menu and eating the entire thing, we're going to change how you do that. None of these things take any extra time. We're just changing the routine. Your habits are staying the same. Routine is different. So the reality is, is that everyone has exactly the same amount of time in the day. We all have the same 24 hours. You decide what you want to do with that time. And even if you can't devote a large chunk of time to your health, you could still string together small amounts of time. If you don't have time to cook, I'm not suggesting that you sit down and become Betty Crocker in the kitchen, but you can throw some things together to create a meal. If you don't have time to exercise, I'm not, again, implying that you should get on your bike and cycle for miles and miles and miles a day. We're, we're talking about small clusters of time that you can devote to help increase your health and your wellness. So excuses about time um, will stop only when you allow them. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Huntley Community Radio, WHRULP, and we are talking about changing your mindset and dropping those excuses. All right, so another big one that I hear all the time. This is not the right time for me, and I hear it all the time, especially now, because why would someone start a diet now in December when it's right around the holidays? This isn't the right time. Uh, I hear it right before vacation. I hear it right before uh, definitely the holidays. And I hear it right before parties and weddings. There's never going to be a good time. Um, the, the, the year is full of functions. Um, there's always going to be some traumatic event. There's going to always be a party. There's always going to be a function. Never, ever, ever use that as an excuse. In fact, uh, your philosophy should be this. Learn how to eat and enjoy your life even with these functions. Maybe there's a diet-breaking vacation coming up or you have family coming in from town. That should not stop you from getting healthier. It's better to live a healthier life and to deviate from the plan when these things come up. 
Um, and I've seen many, many people um, avoid uh, starting something. And I, as soon as I talk them into it, they're so thankful. Um, I had somebody once not want to start a program before summer because they had a boat and, and, and a cottage and she ended up losing 30 pounds that summer. And she learned how to manage her life around these occasions. All right. The next big, big one. Packing on pounds is normal as you age. And this kind of ties in with the whole menopause thing. Well, definitely, yes, as you age, uh, it is normal to gain some weight. Uh, it, is, it is common that uh, as we age, we slow down. Uh, our metabolism slow down, but that is only because we slow down. And once again, I have to give the example um, when the I had the epiphany when my daughter came home once she was in third grade and she came in the door, she threw her backpack down and grabbed something to eat and right away was like, can we go to the park and continue to bounce off the walls? And I, I had a moment and I thought, wow, to be that age and to have that much energy all the time. So I took her to the park and she ran around as I sat on the bench and didn't move. And we got home and she just kept bouncing off the walls and up and down the stairs she went. And I thought, this is why we gain weight when we get older. We stop moving. As I'm sitting on the couch watching her bounce off the walls like a ping pong ball in a, in a machine that's gone crazy, um, we don't burn as many calories as, as we did when we were younger. Um, our metabolisms don't slow down. We slow down. So, so the packing on the pounds is, is a result of us not moving as much. And not only that, but we, are, we have the tendencies to eat more. We don't pay attention to our portions. And if you visit other cultures where they don't eat as much processed foods, sugar-infused foods, you will see that older people are in really good shape. So don't use that as an excuse. All right, another one. You have the genetic predisposition to be overweight. All right, so let me just put this out there. There is no such thing as being genetically predisposed to be overweight. Um, what, what you're implying is that uh, this is a learned behavior. So if your parents are overweight, you have overweight relatives, this is because you are, and you're blaming your, your uh, health on that, you are mimicking their behaviors. Um, more than likely, you have watched their eating habits and you have encumbered them. So your portions more than likely are larger because you have watched them eat larger portions. So instead of blaming uh, your parents or your relatives for the fact that you are overweight, uh, you need to look at your behaviors. There is no such thing as having a fat gene. Um, and, and I can promise you that if you really zeroed in on your behaviors, um, that, that you would be cured of this 100%. 
All right. So another big one that people blame on is eating healthy is too expensive. I heard this one just today. Um, I, I went and got my hearing checked and she, she heard what I did for a living. And right away, the first thing she said is, it's too bad. Eating healthy is so expensive. And I wanted to just cry because I knew I was doing this podcast. And, and I actually said to her, that is incorrect. You can buy a bag of beans for 99 cents. You could buy chicken for a $1.88 a pound. There is no there is no reason that you have to go buy organic to to eat healthy. There is a complete um, miscalculation in what healthy means. Uh, it, healthy doesn't mean it has to be hemp seeds, and healthy doesn't mean that it has to be organic, and you don't have to buy things that are top notch all the time. We are talking about sale items, frozen vegetables, regular vegetables, like I said, beans, uh, beef, throw it together. Uh, it does not have to be expensive. If you want to use that as an excuse, sure, you can go down the grocery store aisles and you could find really expensive things that are healthy, but you can also find really expensive things that are unhealthy. The last time I took my family to Chipotle, it was $65. So there, there is always uh, an excuse, and it's just the way that you have to look at it. Um, so that one is completely a null point. All right, so I'm just going to kind of skim through some of the other ones. You don't like to cook. Um, let, me, let me just kind of zero in on this. No one likes anything that is work. Uh, you have to set your mind to your priority. If you want to get something done, you have to change your mindset. If you're a picky eater, if your family's picky, or if you have a bunch of kids and, and they don't like to eat certain things, you have to change the way you present it. Um, I understand, and I, and I do hear this one a lot, that, that you're busy and, and you have a, a large family and your son doesn't like vegetables and your husband only likes meat and your daughter's vegetarian and you have the pickiest family in the world. That does not mean that you should surrender to your weakness and eat a high-calorie, high-sugar, high-preservative meal that is going to cause you to gain weight. In fact, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't try to lose weight. Um, I once had somebody sign up for my program that said, and was paying for it, and said that her family was so picky and her husband was so picky that she couldn't follow the meal plan. And I said, what does this have to do with you losing weight? Um, it's a matter of priority. And as soon as I brought that up to her attention, she, she lost weight. It was almost like I needed to bring it to the surface um, and, and get her to understand that it was just an excuse. Um, another one, stress eater. And, and this is a big one. Uh, and I would, I would tell you to go back and listen to my show on stress eating. When you are stressed, the first thing you turn to is comfort. And this goes back to the habit. Um, when you're when you're looking for something to make you feel better and you're used to it being cookies or you're used to it being chips, that's what you're going to go to. But if you want to lose weight, 
then you need to break that habit. And uh, one of my favorite sayings of, of 2020 is there is nothing that makes your life more stressful than when your jeans are tight. So why, why would you keep eating and making your jeans more tight? Break away from the habits that are creating more stress in you. If you're having a stressful day because of work or because of a relationship and you end up eating a sleeve of cookies, now your jeans are tight and now you are having this internal rage within yourself because you don't feel good about yourself. And so now you've compacted the problem with more stress. So, so the biggest thing here is to get in front of the problem. I'm not telling you to deprive yourself, but know that the stress is not causing you to eat. You are causing you to eat and you need to reprogram your mind. My reading, my research, and my life experience have convinced me that we are in control of our shapes and our reality. And I can see clearly now that one of the biggest reasons why I used to fail on my health and on my diets was that it was deep, deep inside and deep down. And I didn't believe that I could ever reach my ideal weight and maintain it. And now that I work with others that say the same thing, they agree completely. I had to work very hard to change on my mindset and limiting my belief, and I succeeded. And the moment I got there, I was able to start achieving the weight loss that finally had eluded me. So change your mindset, and you will finally move in that right direction. Enjoy your day. Let's go Make no excuses now I'm talking here and now I'm talking here and now Let's go Your time is running